There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to the Mizzy Bender Show on this fine Monday morning. Today's episode is going to be a little bit detailed. I think that you're going to find it quite exciting. It is from a community member, and uh, I think that a lot of you are going to appreciate the topic. And the topic is, how did I enter the lifestyle? Well, there's a lot of information to share and a lot of thoughts that have been going through my mind leading up to actually recording this. So I'll try and share as much as I possibly can. But if afterwards you still have some questions or I didn't answer something or you want to hear more about a specific area, definitely reach out and let me know. I have no problem going back and deep diving a little bit further into things. So where does this where does this start? This starts three and a half years ago. So three and a half years ago, I was, uh, you know, married. I had been in a very complicated scenario. I was married for 15 years. And in that 15 years, I truthfully, I never thought that I was going to get divorced wholeheartedly. Uh, I thought that once you get married, that is what you do. And it doesn't matter how complicated or how tough things are. You kind of stick through it and you just do what you need to do, right? And I had this mindset. I had this mindset because I have a stepson who is now graduated and is about 20 years old. Um, And when I had met him, he was only two and a half years old. And it was important for me to have him grow up and not be stressed out in life or not experience things or try and protect him from a lot of things that I thought needed to be protected from and just really make sure somebody loved him the way that somebody really should be loved. And I say all these things because his mom at the time was sort of kind of absent. I don't even understand really what the scenario was. And his dad was, uh, you know, trying to find his way. His dad had, you know, recently come home from, Afghanistan. I had met him shortly after he had come home and I didn't realize it in the beginning, but he clearly was a serious alcoholic and I didn't know it uh, because his, he would hide his vodka in water bottles. Uh, He would, you know, have bottles hidden all over the place, but you know, like first meeting somebody for the first time, you know, people can really, you know, woo you. And I, (laughs) Honestly, I can't even believe I didn't know. And probably I was probably broken too. I mean, I was like 20 years old. You know, I was young. I was, you know, when I met him. So I was, you know, trying to get out of my parents' house. I had like a complicated like relationship with my own parents. There was like a lot of reasons when I look back to say like, how did you not, how did you fucking miss these signs? Uh, But I did. And by the time I had gotten to the point where I realized like what was going on, I had some serious life choices to make. And those choices were, well, initially it was I thought that I could fix him and I thought that I could save him. And I thought that if there's anybody that would be able to help heal a human being, I can do it. I don't know why I thought that, but, you know, when people are broken and people, 
you know, rely and trust you and kind of come to you for different things, you kind of feel a sense of responsibility, right? And so that was like kind of what I felt. I kind of felt like, you know what, this is my mission and this is what I need to do. Of course, it was because I really, you know, loved him and, you know, I didn't want to see him sick and I didn't want to see him suffering from a lot of the things that, you know, he thinks about and experiences. And at the same time, you know, knowing that he has this sweet little boy who's so innocent in it all and has a lot of broken things going on around him, you know, I made the choice that, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to take care of this child and I'm going to, this is what we're going to do. Well, I mean, yeah, that's easy to say, you know, early on, you know, a couple years, I don't know, years become a lot of years, a lot of different things go on, a lot of stuff happens. And I guess over time, my thoughts changed and my priorities changed and geez, so much, so much changed. And there became a point in time where I realized like I couldn't do it anymore, right? I felt like every day that I was waking up, I was breathing for somebody else and I lived so much in secret and not many people really knew what my actual life was like because well I kind of feel like you know the boy who cried wolf how many times do you say that you have an issue in your household yet you don't change it right I deliberately made a choice that I was going to live something out no matter what the circumstances were. And that is what my choices were. So I didn't really feel like I had the right to bring anybody else into it after, you know, extended period of time. There did become a point in time where things got real too out of control. And I realized that I was not in a good place, not healthy at all. And I couldn't do it anymore. And so I put myself on a five-year plan. And my five-year plan was you know, to make sure that the household was financially stable. Any debt that we had, I wanted to make sure that it was paid off. Any savings that there was, I wanted to make sure that I was able to leave my household with enough money for me to be able to get my, you know, get support myself, right? I had a really great job at the time. I was an executive assistant for a multi-billion dollar international company. And so I was able to financially take care of myself, but that was part of the five-year plan. (laughs) That was, you know, I needed to get to that point within my job to be able to get to that. And truthfully, it all kind of came together at the same time, which is quite weird and bizarre, but you'll hear the journey as I kind of get there. And so, you know, my five-year plan, the reason, you know, so the finances, that was super important to me because I didn't I didn't want to leave making things more broken, right? That wasn't why I was leaving. I wasn't leaving because I didn't care about what was happening. I didn't, I wasn't leaving because, you know, I didn't love or want to be there anymore. It was, I was leaving because like I needed to, or I wasn't going to survive basically, really in whatever fashion you, you want to think about that. There, there are many different ways. And so you know, the five-year plan became a little bit more towards four years because on that last year, when I was getting ready to hit my last year, I met Spencer. And it was quite strange because I was at the time, you know, I was with, I was with my aunt and uh, my aunt had taken me out somewhere where Spencer was. You know, it's kind of funny. All right, I should say she took me to one of his meet and greets, which a lot of people are probably like, oh, well, that's weird that your your aunt took you to you know, a swingers meet and greet, but my aunt and I had a really great relationship. We were more of like best friends than we were anything. And so, 
yeah, it was kind of strange, but she didn't tell me that that's what it was. Not at all. She just says to me, she's like, oh, you know, uh, my friend's having a get together over at Cherry Grove. You know, you want to come with me? So I was like, oh yeah, sure. And that wasn't unusual. Like we have always gone over to Cherry Grove and we've got, you know, gone to parties over there and different things. So it wasn't like I was expecting something out of the, out of the ordinary. So come this June of 2018, I think it was, you know, she's like, we're going to, we're going to go to this party. She's like, I'll come pick you up. So I said, okay. Now at the time I was really, uh, things at home were really bad. I mean, they were really, really bad. And I was days away from changing my whole life upside down. And, and probably maybe it was because of this night, you know, so this Saturday night, my aunt comes, she picks me up and she brings me over, you know, we go to the ferry. Now, she, freaking embarrassing. People met me and I've told this story to you. It's so fucking embarrassing. So she picks me up and I'm wearing like this pencil skirt and a tank top and, uh, you know, like, I don't even know, but it was definitely a lot more conservative than what she was taking me to. Now, mind you, I was in an environment where, you know, if I wore anything fitted, it was like I was automatically a slut. I was automatically this. I was already, it was such an issue. Like, just to wear a tank top was a fucking issue. Which, you know, Spencer says to me now, he's like, I can't even believe that you lived in an environment where you were able to be controlled so much. And it's not that I was in an environment where I was able to be controlled so much because I am a rebellious human being. And generally, no, I don't allow stuff like that. But... I think what happened was when I first, you know, initially, when I first met my ex-husband, I was so young and I was broken, like I had mentioned already, and I wasn't strong enough at that time to really stand up for the things that I thought were good or bad. I mean, I was, don't get me wrong, I was, but not enough to leave the situation, right? It was enough for me to fight about it. It was enough for me to argue my point. But then, you know, somehow I conformed and I abided, I guess, if that's, not, if that's what you want to say. But sometimes the fights, there were much more important fights to be had than that, you know. And so, yeah, when I look back on it, I'm just like, I don't really understand it either. But I found my own way to be sexy. And I found my own way to still be my charismatic, weird, funky self. And, you know, and that always, you know, kind of was like a pencil skirt with like a button up or you know, some sort of like 1920s, like, you know, old school kind of pinup style dress or, which I mean, those weren't even acceptable either. I got criticized for those too. Uh, But it was my way of trying to still be myself in the best way that I possibly could. So right, picture these kinds of outfits. So that's what my aunt picks me up in, which take me to this freaking swingers meet and greet, right? And so we go over, we get to the ferry and I walk up and everybody's wearing like no clothes, hardly short shorts, freaking sports bra type things, bathing suit tops. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like a fish out of water. And I'm so embarrassed at this point in time. I said to my aunt, I was like, oh my God. I was like, as soon as we get over there, I was like, we got to find somewhere for me to buy different clothes or like I need to find at least shorts. I need to do something to change this outfit up. And so fast forward, uh, we do all that. But uh, you know, I meet, I meet Spencer down at the boat. Now, when I tell you, like, Spencer and I did not really chat at all. Like, he came over, he said hi to my aunt, you know, I said hi to him, that was that. You know, we get over to, to Cherry Grove, the night's going, we dance, 
like occasionally because you know Spencer if you guys see him at the events he bounces all over the place and he's here he's there he's everywhere uh it was no different that night and this was honestly the first time that I had been out in a while that was in a place where I was able to dance and just have fun and like let loose and like I said things at that time at my household were really really hectic and complicated um you know the nights usually start with a freaking I'm gonna you know it was like I was gonna go out but then that was not an acceptable thing because where am I going and what am I doing and who am I doing it with and all these different things which then led into a drinking episode which then led into fucking a million thousand text messages and it just was an awful situation from start to finish and for whatever the reason was this particular night I was like you know what fuck it I don't even fucking care. I'm going out. I'm having a grand time. And I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm just so over this, right? So that's what I did. I went and I danced the night away. I had so much fun. Yeah, well, fast forward to the end of the night when I'm sitting at the, at one of the tables, just kind of like taking a breather for a second. I got invited to be, be into uh, one of these, she's cute. She was so pretty too. She's cute little petite little thing. Invited me in. Uh, to be part of a play session with her and her husband. And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't think so. I was like, I'm married. I was like, I, this is strange. I was like, no. And she was so, she could tell that like I was definitely taken back on why, why I didn't like jump on, why I was so confused and everything. And she's like, well, you know, like, why are you here? And I was like, well, you know, my aunt invited me and this is that. And she, until I started to connect the dots and she starts talking about the bracelets that we're wearing. And I'm like, oh my God. I had no idea. And I was like, Auntie, I was like, what the heck, lady? I was like, you know, I didn't really realize all the bits and pieces of it. So needless to say, that's how my first experience in the swinger world happened. I didn't know that I was going to a swinger meet and greet. I didn't realize that it was the environment that I was in. And uh, I really didn't think much of it after that, truthfully speaking, because I was just like, okay, well, that was that. And, you know, whatever. Well, something happened though that night. Something happened. And I don't know if it was Spencer. I don't know what it was, but maybe it was his charismatic personality. Maybe it was his little just like amazing openness of happiness or just there was just something so free about him. And like I said, legit spoke to him for probably four minutes, maybe 10 throughout the entire night. And oddly, he kind of felt the same exact thing because he ended up, uh, you know, finding me on Facebook and reaching out to me a couple days later. And uh, we kind of started chit-chatting. And it was interesting because I didn't really... I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't really even know what to think or expect or anything of the sorts. But at the same time, I had recently just gotten a a really great promotion at work. It was maybe a few months earlier than that. Uh, A really great pay increase. And so um, the next day after the Saturday night, well, it was the weekend after, um... I really started to turn my world upside down. I went out and got a new car. I started kind of making independent choices for myself. Spencer and I were kind of just like, hey, hey, nothing crazy. And and there honestly was nothing, nothing going on. Uh, my aunt was, you know, 
having a difficult time with various different things. And Spencer was really sweet to her also. So they spent a bunch of time together. So there was some moments where Spencer and I were able to hang out additionally with each other because he was with my aunt or somehow something happened and, you know, we ran into him. And, you know, just just the way that the world kind of worked, it just seemed like it organically was supposed to be. And I don't really know how or why because, you know, when... I met Spencer, he was in a relationship, and it was a very complicated relationship, and I do feel like looking back on it, I learned a lot because the what ended up happening there was pretty explosive and really interesting to say the least, but it gave me so much understanding of the lifestyle, and so that's why, I mean, I know I'm kind of jumping some, but because of all this kind of gives me maybe gives you uh, an understanding of why maybe I'm so guarded or have so many boundaries, right? Because when I go from such a hardcore environment, that I go to this environment where I find this man who's just, just so amazing in so many different ways. And honestly, my energies gravitated towards him so very much. And it wasn't just him. It was the idea of being happy. And it was the idea of making a choice that I could do something different with my life. And you know what? I know I'm on the last year of my five-year plan, but I think that I can do this. I think that I can leave now. And so on August 2nd of that year, I took my stepson for his driving test and he passed and I packed my stuff and I moved out that very same day. I felt proud enough that I was able to get him to be a young man who is independent now, who didn't need to rely on anybody to drive him anywhere because he was not allowed to be driven by his dad. That was a household rule. So the responsibility was on me and I would never leave him stranded, right? I would never leave that boy high and dry in any kind of way. And so when I was able to get him to the point where he was, you know, now on his own and didn't need me anymore, I felt like that was, that was good. You know, it broke my heart because I honestly knew the second that I walked out of that household, I was going to lose that boy. But that was something that I needed to work through and I needed to kind of, you know, hope that that wasn't going to be the case. But, you know, wish upon a star that everything works out the way that it's that it should. But also knowing that I've spent so much time making choices for other people and doing things to ensure other people are going to be, you know, okay in life, that it was okay for me to make the decision for me to move forward. And so August 2nd, that happened. And it was really a sweet bittersweet thing right because nobody in my household understood what was going on my ex-husband didn't really honestly understand that we had gotten to the point that that's where things were at which you know what I don't think that I don't think anybody ever thought that I would leave right I think that everybody thought that I would be in that situation forever but and I feel guilty I still feel guilty to this day leaving but I'm I'm not, I don't feel bad about it. I don't, I, this life that I live now is, is so different and it's so amazing. And it's honestly like a breath of fresh air and it's just so incredible. And to find the strength in Spencer to help me through all that transition was really beautiful. You know, like he gave me, it it was just strange how he and I, were together like it was just it was just very natural and it was very like you know what I really appreciate you as a human being 
I just love being in your company. And however and whatever or wherever this may go, it was never even a topic of conversation. It it wasn't like that because like I said, oddly and organically, we just kept finding these moments and opportunity to somehow be in each other's company. In what way in world does that ever happen? I don't know. So for me, it was kind of like, this is like, if there's not a sign ever to just like follow your heart for a second, now's the time. And so when I left that day, it wasn't that I was leaving for Spencer. It was I was leaving for the thought of happiness. And it just so happened to be that Spencer was part of that transition and part of that happiness at that moment in time. And so I moved a couple blocks over from my house. I moved to the apartment complex a couple things over because I figured, you know, I could still see my stepson. I could still, you know, help him grow up. I could still, if he needs anything, like I'm right here, you know, like I'm right here. And uh, I didn't have anything. I just, I packed a few things that I thought were a necessity for, you know, I took all my clothes. I took, you know, I don't know, some other stuff, I guess, but I mean, not much. I didn't have any furniture, nothing, but Spencer came and he slept on that floor with me that very first night and he never basically left after that. He spent so much time with me there. Uh, he would go to work and he'd come home or, you know, he'd, he'd stop by the apartment on his way home or in the morning he'd stop by, you know, as he's heading to work, whether it was just to give me a kiss, just to drop off flowers or just to say like, I'm thinking of you and I wanted to see you. It was really beautiful. And it was really just heartwarming in a time where things were just so uncertain and so crazy. You know, I'd never felt so much sadness, but so much happiness at the same time right? Because I had just done the most scariest thing of my life. I never, like I said, I never thought that I would be in the situation that I was in. I never thought that I would have the balls to actually really just break everything around me, but I did. And it was just the most bittersweet, craziest thing that was going on. Well, now bring the lifestyle into it, right? So I have all this going on. And you bring the lifestyle into it and the lifestyle brought, you know, Spencer and his world. Now, Spencer and his world involves involves mind-bending parties and it involved another partner, uh, which, you know, partner, I would say, you know, whether they were sexual partners or just business partners and overlap at different times, whatever it may be. When I was introduced to them, I was introduced to them as they were partners and they had this understanding that, you know, Spencer was able to be, you know, kind of date whoever he wanted and, you know, we were all on the same page and, you know, me and the partner, uh, you know, she knew me, we hung out all together as, you know, out to, you know, out in public, out at the house. But, you know, like as time went on, you know, when you can sense like, I think that what you guys are telling me isn't really true. And I think that what you guys <laughs> mapped out here is not really what's happening because uh, the energies and the auras of the partner uh, was certainly not one that accepted what was going on. So the words and the actions were completely different things. And that made me really uncomfortable, right? Because I just expect everybody to be super straightforward 
in what the circumstances are. And so finally, you know, like Spencer and I had some like really good conversation and I started to understand uh, the depths of the relationship that was at hand, right? And I had some really direct conversations with the partner also, because if you guys all know me, I don't beat around the bush. Uh, I'm pretty clear on my point of view. I'm pretty clear on my feelings and I'm pretty clear and I'm usually on point with my intuition. And I don't like uh, that fake kind of uh, energy that is around me. And legit, when it is around me, I can feel it. And so I rather just not be in that company, right? So after a few times of addressing different issues and different scenarios, different rules got put in place, right? Because once I recognized that maybe the scenario that I was brought into isn't of the healthiest, I said, okay, you know what? I don't really understand the lifestyle. And I'm in the middle of my own chaos right now. I had so much going on. I didn't necessarily care about what was going on, right? So some of my rules when I entered the lifestyle was, okay, well, now that I see kind of what the circumstances are, uh, I'm no longer going to be in the company of the three of us together. I'm no longer going to be doing this. And I'm no longer going to be put myself in a vulnerable situation where I'm not comfortable, And so, Spencer, if you're okay with these new rules of mine as I kind of do my thing, uh, you know, and that was also to him, you know, you do your thing. I just don't want to know about it, right? You know, whatever you're up to and whomever you're up to and whoever you're doing or wherever, wherever you're doing it, that's cool. It just was part of the boundaries of I just don't want to know about it, right? Because here I am. I'm the new person into the relationship, right? It was not my place to turn around and say, whoa, this is really bonkers. It's either her or me. That's not where I was at at all. That's so wrong. I didn't know the lifestyle at all. I didn't understand the rules or boundaries or even questions to ask. So it was kind of like I needed to live it to understand it. And so like as time was going on and I started to kind of feel and understand and talk to Spencer more, Uh, I started to become much more comfortable with the situation, right? So it was kind of like, all right, this is cool. We all have our boundaries. We all know what the circumstances are. And I felt really great until one day it wasn't really great, right? Because again, if you're not honest and if you don't communicate uh, and if you portray something different, that's recipe for disaster. The lifestyle is not about playing games. The lifestyle is not about not... Uh, sharing your true emotions, your feelings. If you're going to be in the lifestyle, uh, you've got to communicate and you've got to be able to share all of the things, good, bad, ugly, it does not matter, right? And so come September of that 2018, my boundaries became real clear. And those boundaries were, well, Spencer, I'm no longer playing in this field of the lifestyle because everybody around me are not playing by the rules. And I thought it was extremely disrespectful. I thought it was really rude. And I just didn't really appreciate what was going on. And so at that point in time, Spencer made a super, super big decision. And he ended up moving into the apartment with me. Now, when he moved into the apartment with me, that was, I'm never going to your house ever again. I'm never going to be in the company of this person anymore at all. Unless it really had to do with business, I'm not interested. And so however you want to handle that, that's your prerogative because I tried it. I was, you know, trying to communicate. I was trying to be open and honest with everybody, you know, but you guys weren't clear with me. And so that's not really fair. 
right? So he understood. And he was like, listen, I get it completely. And he's like, I really want this to work with you. And so if this is where you're at and if this is what your feelings are, well, then here, you you know, I, I want to be able to work with you. And this was a very new thing for Spencer, right? It was very new for him to want to be in this like intimate kind of relationship. And so as he was kind of transitioning and as I was transitioning, we were both really trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to cope with the things that we were going on. Because I know that I'm telling this story from my point of view, but I assure you Spencer was going through a very difficult time as well. I don't care what anybody says, but like when you're in a relationship with somebody for an extended period of time, whether it's complicated, it's dirty, it's it's happy, it's it, it doesn't matter. When that's starting to come to an end and things become much more complicated, there's so many emotions that go into it, right? So I know that he must have been feeling some sort of, you know, I don't know if it's sad or if the things that were going on were making him more angry, but there were definitely a slew of emotions that he was going through. Also trying to figure out how to get out of a situation that he ultimately didn't want to be in, but the end results could be, you know, pretty catastrophic. So he was in a pretty complicated place himself, right? So I don't, I don't hold him wrong for anything that went on. So I just want to make sure that I'm really clear. Like, like I said, I know this is my point of view, uh, but early on, a lot was going on when we first met each other. Our lives were complicated, our, our relationships were complicated, and I was learning the lifestyle. So I, I just wanna preface all of this, uh, you know, as I continue to go on. So, you know, as I'm learning the understandings of what the lifestyle is from Spencer's point of view, that was really the only learnings that I had, right? Because I didn't have any friends in the lifestyle. I was kind of in a complicated situation with with the scenario that was going on with Spencer and his partner because I wasn't received well. Uh, there was a lot of negativity that swirled around me and it was a very uncomfortable situation. So even when he did bring me to the Mindbender Party events, whether they were on the island or they were out of state, it was a very uncomfortable situation for me to be in. Um, you can pretty much cut the air uh, anywhere that I would go when this triad that I would say we were traveling as was going on. Um, and so one of the reasons why I'm really particular about who I allow into my personal space is because of all of this, because of the way that I was brought into the lifestyle and because of the way that I was received in the lifestyle. Where Spencer was sharing with me is very open. It's a place for you to be who you are. There's all these freedoms. There's, you know, all these. And, and he, he made it this amazing place to live. But that was not what was going on by any means. Uh, you know, fast forward to, you know, my family receiving photos taken out of the groups and, uh, you know, smear campaigns and hatred and and so much explosiveness uh, that was going on, you know, all the way through today, truthfully speaking. Um, but, you know, at that time, you know, he says to me, 
you know, this is crazy. I know all this is going on. I'm trying to sort it out. I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, navigate. I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, he was trying to figure out how all these pieces kind of all went together also because he was living a lifestyle that was kind of completely new to him because he did have um, a much different perspective than he does kind of now, I, I think, in his behaviors, I should say. But the most important thing that he said to me throughout all of this as I was trying to understand and as I was still trying to stay connected with him within the lifestyle, because also, you know, you have to remember, he wasn't just bringing me into the lifestyle from a personal standpoint. He was bringing me into the lifestyle, which also happens to be his business. So that makes it really difficult for me, right? That means I need to make a choice. All right, well, this lifestyle bullshit is real fucked up right now. And I don't really want to be part of it because all you motherfuckers are just being crazy, but at the same time, this is his business that he loves and has built, you know, through decades of various ups and downs, starting from when he was fucking, you know, a wee teen, you know, doing raves. I mean, this has been a journey of his forever. So who am I to come in and say, okay, well, you know, if you want to be with me, uh, you got to get lured or this, that, and the other thing. That's not happening at all. I felt like, okay. Well, we both, you know, clearly see that we want to try and make this work still. So I need to figure out how to navigate this. And, you know, I can't take the mind mentor parties away from him. And I need to kind of learn and adapt and on all these different things. So it was really overwhelming for me to separate my emotions and understand what it is that I wanted to do. But I did know that I really appreciated him as a human being. And of course, it goes back to I want to try and fix or, or help different situations or scenarios and truthfully speaking the current situation that he was in at that time seemed really unhealthy and really detrimental and if there was anything that was going to happen at the end of it my biggest thing was making sure that he was able to move forward in a peaceful way even though I received the most craziest brunt end of it all I wouldn't change it for the world you know because it put him in a much healthier place he doesn't have anything hanging over his head anymore. Uh, he lives a very free life and he doesn't have to ever wake up thinking about repercussions or um, you know, paybacks of any sort. And that was a really important thing for me to accomplish. Uh, that was really important because who should live life that way? Who should live life in this negative, negative space trying to figure out how uh, you're supposed to get out? That's what I just did for 15 years. So for me, I was just like, no, 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 no. We got to do something here. We got to fix this. So once he said to me, during all of this, because I know I started this this thought before, uh, with all this in mind, what he said to me was, when the stars and moon align, you'll understand that you have a place in the lifestyle that you either want to play, that you fit into, or whatever it may be. He's like, you'll know, I promise you. And so through all of this chaos and through all of this stuff that's going on, that simple line kind of was the one thing that I held on to. I held on to it because I knew I was a super sexual person. I knew I loved to be sexy. I knew I loved to, you know, show my body at times. If I wanted to be naked, I can. If, you know, I, there were, there were so many different things that 
I was, I was thinking through at this moment in time because of the life that I lived, right? How do you go from being reprimanded about wearing tank tops uh, to being able to be super free? And so I was like, yes, you know what? Regardless, regardless of how any of this pans out, regardless if Spencer and I are not together at the end of all of this catastrophic, crazy circumstances that are flowing on, at the end of it, I'm going to learn that I can be who I want to be. And it took some time, not going to lie. It took a lot of time because uh, come that January, I guess, of 2019, when things got really explosive and I was outed to my family and, you know, the world kind of came crashing down and I wasn't just outed to my family. I was outed to my ex-husband and my ex-husband sadly was the one who had to help me uh, meet with the old partner uh, to try and shut things down. So that was a really difficult thing for him to go through. Uh, you know, especially, you know, he didn't want me to divorce him to begin with. And then he hears, has this person reaching out to him, uh, showing him all of these photos and all of these different things of me. Meanwhile, uh, you know, my ex-husband and I didn't really have like a sexual relationship because it was super complicated. Uh, you know, it, it was just difficult for me. And so, it really broke his heart so much. And, and truthfully, that was the final straw. Uh, everything that she was doing prior to, it was like, all right, this was manageable. But that, that really took it to a level and kind of, I was just like, this is too much. So it was a very explosive January day. And that very explosive January day ended up shutting down everything in Spencer and I's lives. Uh, the businesses, you know, the business got exploded. A lot of... Um, uh, I don't know, payback. I, I don't know what the right word is. I don't know why I can't think about it, What why, why I can't think of what the right word is uh, at this moment in time. But uh, a lot of stuff happened and everything was destroyed and things blew up really bad. And um, legit, that weekend, we were supposed to go to a club in Rhode Island and we were supposed to host... Um, I forget what the theme was, but we were supposed to host an event that weekend and Spencer had to cancel. And it was the hardest thing that he ever had to do. There was no way that we were going to be able to proceed with the event that weekend after everything that had just started to go on and after the explosiveness. Because, uh, you know, the travels with us all together, initially, those those last two events were, were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, you could... It was so unhealthy, so unhealthy that, uh, you know, he had to cancel it. And when he canceled it, my men parties had to go dormant for months. And that was, uh, you know, he didn't really know what to do. I don't think either one of us really knew what to do. All I knew is I was in a heap of shit with my family. Um, the lifestyle world seemed to be really overwhelming and I was just like, well, this is just so just not great at all <laughs> by any means. Um, and Spencer was struggling because he was struggling that his whole world just got turned upside down. And also that I learned some things that maybe he didn't really want me to know. Meanwhile, I knew them. I just didn't pay attention to them. Did I know specific details, times, and dates? No, of course not. As a woman in intuition, do you know when, you know, these shady moments have transpired? Of course, you know, but if we all remember all the things that we were talking about, 
I was going through a transition as as well. And so my boundaries were real clear. So in my eyes, Spencer never broke those boundaries because they were, if you're going to do anything, I don't want to know about them. And so that was what it was. But come this time, well, everything changed, right? He had to you know, I guess he felt the need that he needed to share everything with me and, you know, kind of map out and and just be free of everything. So from like January to I think June, I think it is, we were, we were dormant. There was nothing going on. A few things did transpire. A few things happened when he was trying to launch back in, which I feel bad about. But come, actually, I think that, I think it might have been August. I don't think it was June now that I'm I'm thinking. No, that's not true. It had to have been June. Maybe it was the following year. I think that I'm getting my timing confused on when. I, I'm not. It was that June. I'm sorry, you guys. Because what ended up happening was uh, I ended up, I was in corporate, right? I was, I had my job for about 10 years and they were going through uh, a restructure of the C-suite and the C-suite was moving to a different state. And so uh, my job position was eliminated because they needed a person in New Jersey. Now, you know what? If I'm being fully transparent and sharing the journey of it all again, because I have thought about it, um, I probably can see that at that time, I I don't know. It probably was best for the company to let me go. I don't really know. You know, I feel like I was in the middle of so much change and I was changing as a person. You know, my drive at work was because I needed a place to put all of my energy because of what I was dealing with at home. And I wanted to work 24 hours a day. And now don't get me wrong. I love to work. I love the business. I love strategic thinking. I love I love every aspect of business. But at that time, when I was, you know, doing my job, I had a drive for a certain purpose. And the purpose was you excel hard enough that you can, you can financially take care of yourself. And so I worked my ass off to get to the point where I could financially take care of myself. And that was what my mission was. Well, when I met Spencer, are you kidding? My whole life turned upside down and I was able to be happy for the sake of being happy. And I no longer found the passion and the love that I had for my job where it was. You know, I realized what it was that I was doing and why I was doing it. And it made me stop for a second and it made me think like there's so much more to life than than this job. You know, because my job was very demanding. Uh, you know, it didn't matter what hour of the day it was, phone calls, emails. You know, I was on 24 hours a day, weekends, holidays. It did not matter. If somebody in the C-suite needed something, that's just what we did. And they say jump and you say how high. Okay, sir, you got it. And that was kind of tough for Spencer too initially. Uh, you know, I think that he had a hard time with how much time I did spend on my job. You know, funny enough, I could see the writing on the wall because he kind of has a hard time with how much time I spend on my work, or he did at, at that time over the past months. But um, what's it called? So, you know, when I look back on it, it probably was better that they let me go because I would have stayed in a situation that ultimately I probably would have been unhappy with. You know, I no longer needed to work that hard. I no longer needed to cipher energy in a different place. I no longer had 
all of this burning, uh, you know, Ajita inside of me, you would say. So when I was released from the organization, I was so lucky because they gave me six months severance, which was an incredible thing. Um, So I was laid off uh, at the end of May. So that gave me from June to December to figure out what it is that I was going to be doing, right? And so Spencer says to me, listen, uh, I know things are kind of like crazy and I know that we've had a really difficult time with mind-bender parties and all the lifestyle stuff, but mind-bender parties is my baby and it is my passion. And he's like, I really, I would love to see if you can, you know, just, just work on this, you know? And he pretty much was like, Uh, you know, I could take care of you. I didn't need him to take care of me. I want to say that, like I said, I had severance and I was able to pay my own apartment and I was able to take care of my own self, not to mention, you know, savings. And, you know, I was fine. Financially, I was okay. And coming out of all of the craziness that was going on, like I said, I had just had a death in the family. My grandmother had passed away. Uh, So over the past couple of months where I had this crazy, you know, up and leave my family. Uh, I hadn't talked to my stepson the entire year up until this point. Um, You know, at that moment in time, I had just been, you know, let go from my job. And, you know, I was just like, I I had, I had all this like (laughs) craziness that I needed to resolve with my family because I will be truthful uh, from all of the explosive items that were sent and seen by him by my outing uh, my brother had a really hard time with me for a while my brother and I's relationship really went down the drain and that was really difficult for me because my brother and my sister and I are like the three musketeers there's nothing that's ever broken us and uh, that that broke us that was my brother gave me some words that were really really extreme Uh, he definitely didn't understand where I was coming from in life. He was having a hard time processing, you know, some of the things that he saw, some of the information that he was given. And so it was really overwhelming, right? So I had all these crazy things going on. And so when I had gotten laid off from my job, I said, oh, well, that's cool. And if Spencer wants me to kind of just like see if I could do, you know, mind bender parties, well, you know, maybe I'll take that time and, and do that. So... After a bit of thinking about it, probably like, you know, a couple of days, I would say, I said to him, listen, I said, if in fact, I said, I'll give my minute parties three months, I'll work on that solely for three months. And after three months, I don't feel like it's a viable option for me to, you know, run with, well, then I'll explore other options because I kind of felt like, well, that was just perfect. Three months of severance to get me through that point. And then three months if I needed to, uh, then I can, you know, work on finding a job towards the tail end of the year or whatever it may be. I don't know. But I, I felt like it was a decent amount of time for me to sort things out. So that's what I did. And so, of course, you know, now I had to let my guard down and I needed to, uh, you know, figure out what I was doing. So Mizzy Bender was created. And so initially, Mizzy Bender you know, came back to market because I did not want my family to be in the position that they were in earlier. So when I started posting again, I wouldn't post my face. I only posted body pictures and, uh, you know, Mizzy Ben, it was under the Mizzy Bender brand. 
And, you know, I can say that I was the one that created that. Spencer was the savvy person and created that name for me. Uh, You know, it is kind of close to my real name. And then obviously it just goes in coordinates with Mindbender parties. You know, if you think about it, it's perfect. And so, uh, you know, when he gave me that name and said, this is what we were going to do and this is how we're going to launch back, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. So I can't take credit for that. But that is why and how the name came about. I know that that's a long-winded explanation to get to where we are, but that's what happened. And uh, from then on, it kind of was just like, all right, you know what? let's dive in and really learn the lifestyle you know I was in a position where nobody knew who I was at that time right I came in I was a different name my face wasn't being shown and it was brand spanking new well you know the haters still knew and could find me and you know I ran into a lot of different political issues with Facebook jail and all these different things but It gave me the opportunity to learn how to navigate in very difficult situations. It gave me the opportunity to learn Facebook and social media. It gave me the opportunity to understand how the swinger world really worked and operated. And I'm really thankful for that time because since I wasn't working, I was able to really spend all day. And at the time, Spencer, uh, he worked a regular nine to five job, but that nine to five job included like an hour and a half travel both ways. So his time away from the house was, was pretty, it was pretty extended. So I was able to spend all day, every day online, on social media, watching the behaviors, watching the interactions of people, learning how people respond, looking at the posts, how they post, when they post, what are the things that are getting the most reactions, what kind of conversations do people want to have, so many different things. And I'm really, really thankful for it because it gave me time to rebuild my confidence in a world that I wasn't really secure in. It gave me time to meet people. It gave me time to just, you know, kind of be free for a moment and really understand whether or not this was going to be something that I was going to enjoy. Well, come, you know, the end of the three months, of course, I was like, yes, I definitely feel like there the possibilities are endless, right? If you have one person that's solely dedicated on running the business, I mean, sky's the limit, right? And my background is all marketing. When I, so my prior life, executive assistant for CEO, our president of North America, the president of North America was, uh, he oversaw all of marketing. He saw all, oversaw all of sales, uh, our VPs of marketing. I mean, the knowledge and depths of my on, hands-on experience uh, is something that I will never, ever, ever regret. Uh, I am so thankful for all of those years because it legit taught me social media, marketing from every aspect of things, being able to be a project manager, manager on so many different things, being able to manage so many different projects at one time, uh, which has given me the capabilities to be able to keep running and doing all the different things that I'm doing now, which is the podcast, which is running my boutique, which is running my vendor parties to a certain degree. And I'll get to that. But, you know, so of course, you know, after the three months have gone on and I was like, I have the opportunity to run my own business and be in a situation where, I've dreamt of being and and this is the opportunity at hand so I was really excited to jump on it and that's when when that is when everything started to come together 
Okay, you guys, you're going to have to tune in next week to hear how the story continues. Until then, I'll talk to you so soon.